Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And of course, when we are Locked On Wild, so we are all Minnesota Wild all the time here. Uh, my name is Joe Bully. I am your host. And with me, as always, is uh, my co-host, my partner in crime, Tony Abbott. Uh, Tony, how you doing today? I'm wearing flannel and a baseball cap right now, and you are just like, doing your thing and i'm just thinking wild world wild world part of time excellent (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, i'm doing okay joe uh just uh just you know doing uh doing some podcasting with uh will my buddy uh pretty happy about it um and uh and yeah like it's been a it's been a pretty hockey centric week so far but that is a-okay with me um yeah uh, not uh, not much new to add. I'm very sorry. Uh, today is a mailbag episode only. That's not mailbag. Isn't that weird? <laughs> uh, no, it is mailbag. Excuse uh, me, sir. Could you pass the locked on wild mailbag? <laughs> Your mailbag will be mine. Oh yes, it will be mine. He uh, does gonna... this every Tuesday. <laughs> Only it's Wednesday. <laughs> we're doing it on. Ah, uh, yes, the LOW mobile. <laughs> uh, this is we're we're getting way off topic. We're riffing. These are certainly not funny, um, unless people are really big Wayne's World fans. Definitely so. not funny. Uh, definitely not. Uh, I mean, our generation, but uh, I don't know. Are we cool with the kids? No. No, we're definitely not. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we we got that squared away. No, today is mailbag episode, like I mentioned, and uh, we we got a bunch of questions on Twitter. Again, uh, when we do these mailbags, feel free. You don't have to wait for us to make a call out there. Just uh, drop us a line on uh, on Twitter. Go to at Locked On Wild. Drop us uh, again a question there. Or uh, if you do not have Twitter. We have an email address, and feel free to drop us a line, say hi, ask a question, whatever you want to do. Um, at our email inbox, it's lockedonwild at gmail.com. Tony, I know you've uh, curated all the questions, and like uh, like we always do, you usually kind of take the lead on the mailbag show. So I will hand the reins over to you, and uh, you can uh, make the charge now. Yeah, this is my time to shine. Uh, Derek Felska asks, what are the odds that Jordan Greenway starts next season in a Minnesota Wild sweater? What are the odds? That is a fan tw- I mean, I'm... <sighs> Not so much of an odds person per se, because I'm not really much of like a handicapper, but I will say like the idea that Jordan Greenway is not in a middle uh, Minnesota wild sweater next year is a, is a, is a great question and, a, and something that we should at least uh, give some credence to here. Cause I, I do think that he's among a number of few players that, that certainly need to step up for next year. I'm going to probably put it more um, 75, 25 that he is back. Um, because I do think that 
he doesn't have a lot to hold to uh, to stand on, and they're going to get him on a decent RFA deal, at least in the short term on a prove-it deal. But uh, there is always um, a chance that uh, a team comes calling looking for the big body that he can, and maybe they can – so you know, it just takes one team to have the call, and and you can you can make a trade for him. So I'm going to say 75-25 that he is still in green and wheat. I know that you were listening to the uh, Straight from the Source podcast with Bill Guerin, which I also listened to. Uh, so as as two people who have listened to this show, I think that you'll remember that uh, he and nobody gets uh, put on blast in these type of of things, but I, uh, Jordan Greenway kind of got put on blast uh in terms of just like uh you could or uh garen said that he was disappointed and you could sort of hear the disappointment in uh in his voice in terms of um you know like uh yeah yeah like uh we we expected more from him and we did not get more for him um, now, does that mean that he gets another chance in the organization? Does that mean that he gets traded? I think that you're right in that either is a a likely thing, or not a likely thing, but either is well within the realm of possibility uh, for that to happen. Um, I think that what might help him stick around is the flat cap. Um, so the salary cap isn't going up, so... You know, Minnesota, if they are looking to move someone, they might have to look and move somebody who maybe makes a little bit more money than Jordan Greenway will. Um, His projected cap hit, according to Evolving Wild, uh, they predict a two-year term, which sounds really right to me, at about $2.2 million. Um, I think that's maybe a little high. It might be a little high, but it does feel like your your normal, like, prove-it deal. If I, I think that if I could get a two-year deal at like I think uh, I think Ryan Donato made one point nine million dollars last year. I think Erickson Eck made one point one or I think one point five four million. Like it was a real good deal. If I could get somewhere in that range, one point six to uh, one point nine million, I think that you bring that uh, you bring him back on that kind of deal, and that's kind of a no-brainer to me because I th- I thought that he was good last year. It's just with Greenway, it's going to be like, okay, like, can you accept Greenway uh, for the player that he was last year? Like, if he is just as good as the player that he was last year, where, like, he'll score some points for you um, and and play good defense, uh, but he's a third-line guy. If that's that's okay with you, then Greenway is going to be fine, and you're going to be really happy with him. If you're always going to be like, oh, he needs to be a 25-goal scorer. Why isn't he a 25-goal scorer? Then you're going to have a bad time. And we'll get more with uh, with our mailbag episode. But uh, do you want to talk about uh, you potentially not having a bad time with your car? Uh, and, and you want to make sure that you are paying uh, a good deal and not a prove-it deal or a bridge deal. You want something that's going to last, a good quality part, but you also don't want to pay it too much. And uh, where you go for that is rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online family business that's been serving customers for the last 20 years. And uh, they have just about everything that you could ever need uh, from tail lamps to, to carpet, to fuel pumps, to engine gaskets, whatever you need. I mean, if you're a car guy, you know how to go on there and exactly figure out what you're going to need for, uh, for your vehicle. And, and rockauto.com has that giant catalog to, and, and it's super easy to search up your, uh, your desired car part by make and model. 
The other thing about rockauto.com is it's one tier pricing. You know that uh, if you go into your local chain store, that there's a pretty hefty markup on there because uh, it's, it's retail. And, uh, and, and you also don't necessarily, it's not advertised, but they also have a, a deal for their mechanics in town as well that, uh, cause they're the regular customers and they want to give them a deal. Problem is, is you're getting that markup. So uh, the big th- problem, is, the, the, the best part about rockauto.com is that that's not happening. It's one tier pricing, whether you're the do-it-yourself or, or you are the mechanic. You're going to get that part shipped to you every time, and it's going to be the exact quality that uh, that you purchased for, and uh, it's it's super easy. Uh, you know, rockauto.com is the, is the place where you can find all the parts your car will ever need because of their amazing selection and reliably low prices. It is rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked on Wild. It's Joe and Tony from 10krinks.com. That 10krinks.com is zone coverage's online Minnesota wild community. Check out 10krinks.com right now for all of our written content, as well as please like and subscribe Locked on Wild so that uh, your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode. Uh, download, it does help us out as well. And uh, leave a review because uh, we like to be found by other Minnesota wild fans such as yourself. Uh, large mailbag today, Tony, so I want to get right into it. Tony, uh, I'll, again, hand the reins right over to you. All right, uh, Greg asks, how do you define what a uh, number one center is? Is it the top center uh, from each team or the top 31 centers in the league? Or, so or just, top- like, what is your definition of a number one center? Okay, so top 31 centers in the league would be, I mean, they could essentially be on, on the same team. Right? Yeah, like Evgeny Malkin is the number one center. He just plays behind Sidney Crosby. Right, right. Uh, I feel like every team is going to have a number one center basically just by having a top line, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Good or not. So I don't know if I would use that criteria. I guess I guess the big thing is, is it's like, okay, your number one center is the center you're putting out in crunch time, right? When you need a goal or you need to defend who is going on the ice. And sometimes you may not have a complete center um, to be able to play both in both situations, but I feel like you need somebody in, if you're, if you're a number one center, you're going to be the center that's being put on the ice um, when you need a goal scored. And uh, you can usually send out a third or fourth line center, um, a defensive specialist center to, uh, to take on the defensive burden on that as well um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go by criteria that it's probably your most prolific offensive center on the team now i would say that you have to have a certain up echelon or a a tier of players um that you're grouped along with uh but uh i would say that it has to garner. You have to garner some sort of attention from the uh, the opposite team as well. Uh, so, do you think every team has a number one center by your definition? No, no. I also agree that uh, that it's not not every team has a number one center. And like, uh, of course, like sometimes you got to take that role by default. And I think some like their years, like Eric Stahl had that year, uh, two years I think, where he was a number one center. Uh, for Minnesota, for example. Like, I I think that he was a legit number one center there. Um, But, uh, or if not exactly, like, very, very, very close. I guess my definition of number one center is 
a number one center, and not every team has one. And I don't even think it's the 31 best centers in the league. Um, I, I think I, I kind of looked through it earlier, and I think there might be 15 to 20 of these guys in the league. Okay. It is someone that you can throw out in any matchup, and you can feel confident that you're not only going to play them to a draw, whoever your opponent is, uh, but you, you, you feel pretty confident that you'll be able to win the matchup. Now, you won't always win the matchup, right? Like, if you right. if you have Patrice Bergeron, he's your number one center, and, uh, you know, you throw him out against Connor McDavid, you're going to win some, you're going to lose one, but I think that if you have Patrice Bergeron out there as the number one center, right, uh, you're going to you're gonna do a lot better against Connor McDavid than most folks are. Um, right. So I... I think that's it. I, I, I'm, I'm using. I'm going to use the the wins above replacement for the last three years to okay. uh, to kind of give me a short list of who the top centers are in the league. And um, I don't know, like if you want to add or subtract any of this, but uh, th- this is just kind of like my very like rough scan of who the number one centers in the league are. Okay. Um, Connor McDavid. Yep. Sean Couturier. Yes. Braden Point. Okay. Nathan McKinnon. Yes. Uh, Steven Stamkos. I know he'll play some wing, but like when he's at center, he's the number one center. Um, that's questionable. Real good offensively, really good on the power play. Like I, 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 I I'm saying that he's in. Ryan O'Reilly. No. No. Wow. I... I don't know if like number one center really. Yeah, I think he's that good. I don't. Uh, here's another thing that uh, that I I, I want to say with number one centers is, is that I don't think that there's like a point requirement that you need to do it. Like, yeah. um, I don't think that you need to score eighty points or seventy points. Okay. Uh, to be a number one center, like Ryan O'Reilly plays amazing defense and scores sixty points every year. Okay. So uh, Miko Koivu back a few years ago is like. A number one center caliber type. I think that, uh, like, say 14, 15, maybe. Yeah, I think at, at Miko's peak, he was probably there or very, very close. Maybe even the 16, 17 season. Like on the Razor's Edge. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, like, uh, he's had some, he's had some really great years. Uh, Koifu mm-hmm. has. Uh, I don't know if he was enough of, hmm. Nothing. I don't know. That that's an interesting one. I think you can go back and forth on that. And okay. and I could see you going back and forth on Ryan O'Reilly, but I think that he I think O'Reilly's good enough offense. I think he's like a notch better offensively than Koivu was, for example. Okay. But and we don't have to get back down on this. Uh Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. Austin Matthews. Isn't Tavares on that team more of a Tavares is on that team as well. Yeah, but isn't he more of a Line center than... I think that uh, I think that Matthews is better than Tavares. Okay, all right. Um, I hear an argument for it. Sasha Barkov. Um, I did see that he was listed as potential players to be had, maybe, um, as first line centers, and I want to say yes only because I want to see that, but. Um, I, I'm just not familiar too much with kind of what he's done in Florida. I think he's really good. Um, really, really big offensive driver there. Um, uh, doesn't take penalties ever. 
okay. uh, draws a fair amount of penalties. I would say yes. I'd say Eichel. I'd say Elias Pettersson. Yep. Tyler Sagan's one that's on the fence for me. Hmm. Okay. I, I I would I would maybe go the other way on Tyler Sagan. I don't think he's great defensively at all. I don't think he's not great defensively at all. I don't think he's winning a matchup every time or even half the time. Against like an elite elite center, yeah. Exactly. Um, I I I think Sagan is is one of those guys who I think is kind of on the bubble, and uh, and I might be thinking that he's more on the on the I quote unquote wrong side of the bubble because like Tyler Sagan could come into Minnesota and be the best center and it's not close, right? Uh, right. Sidney Crosby. Yep. Um. Hmm. Now now we're getting a little further down. Uh. Then then we're starting to run into guys like Nico Heeshear. Who I like, I I don't know if he's at that level yet. I don't know if I'd put him at that level. Matt Barzell did have a clutch goal the other day. I still think like he's young. I don't know if he's is established. I think he's good, but I don't I don't think he's upper echelon. Matt Duchesne, you mean like elite, elite, elite? He's obviously very he's very good. good. Uh, Duchesne, no. Uh, uh, Bill Carlson. Wild Bill Carlson. Uh, who would have ever thought that he would have been a top-line guy? Um, yeah. I don't put him there. Okay. Not quite. Um, but but we can agree to disagree for sure. John Tavares? Yeah. Uh, Tavares wasn't on the aisle. I don't know if he's – I don't, I don't know if he would qualify as an absolute number one center on that team, Not, or, but uh, – and maybe a few years ago, he was more of that than than now. He's pretty garbo defensively, but he's really great offensively. I I, I kind of put him on, on the fence there. Then you get into some of the Tampa guys like Yanni Gord, Anthony Sorelli, uh, Mark Shifley. I I guess what do you think of either of the yeah, Tampa guys? Yeah, okay, so I I would say Shifley is. Um, as for the Tampa guys, uh. I know you like Sorelli a lot. I like Sorelli a lot. Maybe he's got the potential to be that. I don't know if he's technically that right now. Um, and then who was the other guy? Gord? Yeah, Yanni Gord. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, so I, I think we probably rattled off about 15 guys who we think are there. And I think that that's about what the definition is for me. Like, can yeah. I throw you out in any situation and have a, a pretty good feeling that I'm going to win the matchup or, or in any game against any player. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think there are guys that we named off. I, yeah. I probably think Barzal, for example, might be there. Um, but, like, I, I, I think there are guys who, like, are potential guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is another one who it's like, ooh, man, you could get there, and yeah. you're, you're maybe, like, right on the fence now. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, but I, I think it's probably about 15 to 20 guys in the league at any given time uh, yeah. who are your number one center, and that's what makes them so hard to find, right? Because there's not enough for every team. Yeah, I don't know if you have to be elite at defense as a top-line center. But I don't you think cer- so. You certainly cannot be a liability. All right. Uh, great question, Greg. Really, That was a good one. That one took up the whole damn segment. So we're going to take uh, one more break, catch our breath, and then we'll come back and get to more of your mailbag questions. You're listening to Locked on Wild on the Locked on Podcast Network. And we're back here on Locked on Wild here on 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Joe and Tony from 10krin.com. Uh, taking your mailbag questions here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Anyways, Tony, uh, I know we've uh, got one segment left. I want to just kind of jump right into some of these questions. Um, and uh, again, appreciate all the questions. If you have a question and you want to ask us, uh, you can tweet us at Lockdown Wild or also uh, send an email into our inbox at Gmail and uh, our Gmail or inbox, lockdownwild at gmail.com. All right, Ben Remington asks an old favorite standby of, uh, of our mailbags, Joe. Uh, is Chuck Fletcher on the hot seat? Isn't Philly the number one seed right now? Yeah, they're doing pretty good right now. I don't believe he's on the hot seat right now. I, I think that uh, I think that Chuck is going to be all right for a little bit. I mean, he's got he's got yeah. goaltending. He's got uh, he's got a deep team. Uh, the only thing that can mess him up is his coaches, and uh, I'm really excited to see how they do it. But it seems pretty hard to do right now. Um, so no, he, we do he's not. We do appreciate the question. Very very nostalgic. Uh, going back to Greenway, uh, Morphe's from the Matrix. Who could you see the Wild trading Greenway for? Hmm, I don't think that you're gonna get a ton for Greenway, so he would have to be in some sort of package. Um, I would maybe try to kick the tires on like Tristan Jerry or or Matt Murray. Yeah, uh, that that could be an interesting one. Uh, with uh, yeah, I would hate throwing a bunch of stuff towards Pittsburgh's way, but um, I wouldn't. Wouldn't necessarily hate trying to kick the tires on one of those RFA goalies. Um, that 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 isn't a bad uh thing to to be looking at. Is like okay, like what RFAs could you be dealing with right now? Because I think um, uh, Georgia from uh, the goalie from New York uh, would be you know somebody who you probably could get in a trade because they've got uh, Lundqvist for another year and uh, Igor Shesterkin who is uh, who's an amazing goalie uh, for uh, for the Rangers coming through the system there. Uh, yeah. Georgiev is maybe poised to be the third wheel this uh, this next year and uh, you might be able to uh, to trade him to uh, Greenway for him uh, from his uh, and uh, and reunite him with uh, David Quinn from uh Oh, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Uh, Boston University, okay. uh, where uh, where he coached uh, Greenway at. Um, I I think maybe you could do a a my RFA for your RFA type of thing. Um, you know, uh, the, the Canucks don't seem to be too terribly pleased with like a Jake for Tannen. And I don't know if this is a move there, uh, but they're both RFAs. They're both uh, they're both wings, um, and they're both poised to be making about the same amount of money. Uh, that might be a thing that uh, that you could look at and say like, okay, well maybe there's something there. I don't know. It's tough to say what is value, what Greenway's value is right now. But uh, uh, again, we we kind of talked about it. Like it's not out of the question that he isn't going to be in the Minnesota wild sweater, um, you know, starting next season. Uh, so I, I would guess that, uh, whoever it's for, it's either going to be a draft pick, uh, or it's going to be like an RFA that's going to be poised to make about the same amount of money. So, 
Um, that's uh, that's the question there. Uh, then uh, then Morpheus from the Matrix again asking, what was your favorite moment from the season? Favorite moment is probably Kevin Fiala in February on national TV, toe dragging around. Is it was it Ryan Ellis? Yeah, scoring over it was at UC Sarosa. That I mean, that move was just sick. I mean, it it brought me out of my chair. It was it was. There, there's a few moments I think that were really great. Uh, I think Miko Okoibu's thousandth game and, and winner was was special. Mm. Uh, but if you want to talk about hope for the future, um, uh, Fiala's toe drag um, and really like that story was absolutely insane. But uh, I think that 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 one move against the Predators, his former team, was awesome. The last moment of the regular season for me. Uh, was my favorite um, okay. where you you had seen Kevin Fiala just dominate all these overtimes where uh, he would be at three on three he would get a lot of space and he would just dazzle you and he never broke through he never broke through the last game of the year uh, before COVID shuts everything down he not only dazzles you again in overtime but delivers on it with a goal and I remember riding so high that night and then of course coronavirus shut everything down <laughs> Yeah, um, crashing down the next day. He broke the league. He broke the league so hard that uh, that Kevin Fiala uh, caused the league and reality itself to glitch out. And we've been living in the aftermath ever since. He was a legitimate cheat code in February. Yeah. And, and, and obviously it, it went into early March as well when he was named, uh, was it first star of the week or whatever that week? I mean, yeah, was, and and to be yeah. honest, like he was uh, he was a legitimate cheat code in games one and two in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, uh, just like amazing. Like he's uh, he's an amazing player. Uh, getting to watch him was easily the uh, the best part uh, of that. Uh, Greg asks, offer sheet questions are always fun. Cap friendly has the Lightning's projected cap hit uh, uh, free cap space next season at five point three three million. Would you offer sheet center Anthony Sorelli, who we both kind of put on that borderline of uh, of number one center? And if so, how much would you offer? Or maybe we both didn't, but I do. I put him on that border right now. Um, and anyone I, else you would consider offer sheeting? I do think that the Tampa Bay Lightning are prone to being offer sheeted this year uh, because of their salary cap hell and a number of players that they need to sign. Um so they've kind of left themselves up to be vulnerable to something like that. At the same time, I feel like there is just like a handshake between all the GMs that they're just not going to, to, to mess with offer sheets. It's so rare and it's so very unlikely that anything like that happens. I just don't see it happening um, for really any team. Um, I think to, to get Tampa to not match too, you have to, you have to really uh you have to really like blow it out too because like teams will most of the time I, I think there's been one instance where a team did not match uh in the entire time that we've had offer sheets and there have only been a few offer sheets thrown around but even in cap crunches teams will match uh the nashville predators matched uh the shea weber contract which was uh designed to do exactly what you're proposing with uh with anthony sorelli so uh looking at uh, the evolving hockey uh cap projections 
Uh, he has the uh, the predicted cap hit the the contract uh, set at a six year term, uh, most likely, uh, and and five point eight million per. Which like I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. With all uh, the players that they need to sign, you could probably get him for that. I don't know though because you know, like, uh, if you're Tampa, you can go over the cap too. You can go over the cap in the summer. I think ten uh, percent, so they can go about eight million dollars over the cap uh, during the summer, and then just try to work out uh, everything else on, on the edges. Um, you mean the fall, but yeah. <laughs> what? You mean the fall for this year? <laughs> yeah. So oh, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess. Um, so I, I, I could see Tampa matching that. And if they have to dangle Sorelli in a trade, I don't know what the rules are in terms of uh, they uh, like if you're not allowed to trade a guy that you uh, have to an offer sheet. I think you could. I don't see why you couldn't, but maybe it is against the rules. Um, but uh, at five point eight million, your compensation is just going to be a first and third round. That's not enough, I don't think, uh, for Tampa to not match that. You'd have to probably go over six point three million, uh, which would give you the first, second, and third round compensation level, which I would do. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't see me complaining about it. But at the same time, I think that uh, I think that Tampa would match that too, and it might just be simpler to not overpay Sorelli at all. Or try to get him at, at market value and hope that that's a bargain as he keeps developing, and just pull off a trade for him. I think that that might be the the best solution. Might be the most secure way of getting him too. Yeah, like, and, and you don't make any you don't make any enemies doing that. All right, Tony, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at oh hi Tony. You can find my work at 10krings.com. You can follow my work at 10krings.com as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Boo. One five. That's going to do it for today's show. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. It does help us get found and discovered by other wild fans such as yourself. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Locked On Wild. You can also get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Please support our sponsors because they support us. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your team every day.